This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello and welcome to this edition of Kennedy Saves the World. Do you have a New Hampshire hangover because you were up all night just biting your nails so excited about the results of the election is pretty much set for this fall. We we know at this point uh, it's going to be nutty grandpa versus crazy grandpa. And I don't think anyone is terribly excited about it other than the hardcore Trump supporters. And uh, they're foaming at the mouth. They are ready to go. They are shot out of a cannon. They have been biding their time for four years. I guess they've been biding their time. Uh, waiting to kick Joe Biden and Kamala Harris out of the White House uh, so they can reinsert uh, their fearless leader. And now it looks like that is going to happen, which is funny, but it has led to this sort of exhaustion and dare I borrow a term from Jimmy Carter, this malaise uh, about the looming election, because people knew this was going to happen, even though politics is weird and very dramatic, and there are indictments and a crack-addled stripper stupin son, which is how Hunter Biden should always be described, and how I often do. All of those things, like you, you never would have seen Amy Carter or Jenna Bush's hoo-ha on a laptop that they left at a repair shop in some sort of a methamphetamine stupor, which I don't know. Usually methamphetamine wakes you up. But for some reason, Hunter Biden uh, was so hammered, so loaded that he just completely forgot that existed. That wouldn't have happened with any other first children. So that's a weird precedent in and of itself. And then you have the other guy who's been indicted in every other jurisdiction has been taken off the ballot in Colorado and Maine for being an insurrectionist, all these various things. So Given the amount of drama that we have been addicted to in our political cycles, in our political life, which politics used to be very much in the background of most people's lives, and now it is in the forefront. And now your politics, that is that is the red line for a lot of people you associate with, whether or not you can be trusted, you can be in the clan, you're part of the group based on whether or not you love or hate Donald Trump. So he is the driving force. But because this is a foregone conclusion, uh, people aren't as invested in it because they already know the outcome. They know it is going to be these two codgers battling it out. Um, Ron DeSantis, we saw this last week, and I was on the big weekend show on Fox News on Saturday, and we had gotten word that uh, the Florida governor had canceled all of his Sunday morning appearances. And it's like, well, he's pulling out of the race, which he did in short order because he didn't want to lose again. He had no clear path and he had a horrible campaign. And I know Kurt Schlichter was really mad at Politico for the op-ed they published saying that it was the worst Republican presidential campaign in history. I don't think it was that bad, uh, but it certainly didn't capitalize on DeSantis's strength. So 
Uh, did he stay in too long? That's what she said. But now he can look forward to 2028 and depending on what he does in Florida and if he is able to replicate some of the economic success without getting distracted by the culture wars, sure, he is a viable candidate in 2028. Nikki Haley, um, she is the more interesting outlier here in terms of a future candidacy because the longer she stays in, she is really forced as being the only person who is left on the stage with Donald Trump. She is forced to be the contrast. That means that she has to attack him and try and tear him down. Other than people who grudge voted against Trump because Joe Biden didn't have a presidential record, that hasn't worked. So whatever she's doing, which I understand it's what she has to do and is and I've talked about this many, many times. It is the most difficult political tightrope we have ever seen these politicians and presidential hopefuls have to walk because on one hand, you have to take apart the former president. You have to spotlight his weaknesses and his policy failings, which you can do. But the problem is when you do that, uh, those very excited, very present Trump supporters, they get so mad at that. They have long memories and they are not going to forget the things that Nikki Haley has said and done over the course of this campaign. It's what she has to do. You know, if if you are going to run for president, it is a sport. It is a blood sport where you have to have very pointy elbows. And on one hand, I commend her for that because she's not backing down. She is continuing. On the other hand, you you have to look at her and go, well, what is this for? What is your aim? Because if it's to win in 2028, I don't think she does it because I think she's going to piss off so many Trump supporters because she's already lost the libertarians and the anti-establishment, limited government, constitutionalist Republicans. They can't stand her. They do see her as a warmonger and an extension of the neocon establishment, which they want to distance themselves from. So she's already lost them. She's lost the Trump supporters. So who she's appealing to, if we didn't have a primary season, we were going right into a general election and she had you know, all that fat billionaire money she would probably be fine. But the problem is, this isn't the general. This is the primary. You are talking to people who have uh, an emotional and personal investment in what remains of these two political parties. You don't hear a lot of Biden Democrats being excited about our current president. Uh, He is an embarrassment. 20% of the country thinks that we are on the right track You know, it's 70 percent plus believe that we are on the wrong track. That's not good for him. According to Real Clear Politics, he has a 39 percent approval rating that is lower than Trump. And there were leftist pundits who pointed to that the whole time and said, you know, oh, these are awful numbers for Trump. He's a horrible president. They're worse for Joe Biden. He's not a good president and he's not getting any better. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So 
there aren't establishment Democrats who are excited about Joe Biden. They're still kind of running anti-Trump, which isn't going to work this time the way it did in 2020. So Nikki Haley's playbook is very interesting because if she's going for 2028, she has more work to do than she did six or 12 months ago because she has alienated so many people. And there are a lot of people who have been paying attention to her speeches and her interviews and the things that she's been saying on the campaign trail. And other than when she completely (laughs) steps in it uh, by talking about the causes of the Civil War, like, huh, what was it? It was... I don't know. It, it escapes me. I think it was just states' rights. Yeah, that, that's it, because we're a republic. We're not a democracy. Um, so anyhow, other than that, there have been people paying attention to her going, well, you know, she is smart and she does have an impressive resume. And, you know, she can really shiv a bitch when she has to on the debate stage. And uh, she looked better than Vivek and, and they have their little blood feud for whatever reason. The person that I thought would stay in the race just for the sake of staying in and getting his message out and being the fact checker and being the one with all the answers, I thought that would be Vivek. I was actually surprised when he dropped out when he did because it seemed like he knew he wasn't going to get the nomination. He was just a rich guy having fun at that point, enjoying being right and, uh, and you know, really just putting his claws into dumb reporters who try and race bait him. So I thought that he would stay in, but Nikki Haley staying in, I don't see what the upside is for her if she's behind by 30 points in her home state. Losing in New Hampshire, no one's ever going to remember that. They will remember that she was the last one out. So if Trump is in prison, I mean, he's already been indicted. That that has only boosted his chances, which again, weird politics, weird time. It just goes to show that people cannot be condescended to. They they see what's happening. They see what's happening with Trump and the DOJ and the Democrat and media establishment, how they continue to align against him. And they don't want to be force fed a candidate. And they also don't want one to be taken from them. They want to be the ones who choose because, you know, not only with the 2020 election, but also with covid the curtain has been moved. We've seen who's running the controls and no one is terribly impressed. So Nikki Haley going into South Carolina and losing, that is a thing that people will remember from this race. They will remember her losing by 30 points to literally Hitler. And there are no amount of independent voters who will save her in 2028 because as far as I can forecast, we're going to have essentially the same arguably flawed process that we have now. So you have seen a lot of candidates sit out this cycle, like Rand Paul, like Ted Cruz, because they don't want to get caught up in the Donald Trump buzzsaw. So maybe they're the smarter ones who are looking toward 2028 and carving a path for themselves. And I think of the two of them, Rand Paul has certainly created the more interesting, uh, consistent argument for his continued fight for limited government constitutionalism and really just giving Anthony Fauci a well-deserved facial disgracial. Um, I think Nikki Haley would be pretty dumb to try and stay in until South Carolina. Uh, I understand she wants to look tough. She wants to show off those shiny, pointy elbows 
it won't be enough for her if the goal is to, I guess, get the silver medal and, you know, hopefully be the person that people go, eh, well, I mean, I guess she's still there. She's a warm body if Donald Trump is in prison, but I don't see that happening either. So I guess now we have to look at to 2028. And this is another thing I think we're doing wrong in this country. And I believe the the voters, not even the voters, just the annoyed masses in Iowa and New Hampshire would agree with me. Are, and I love politics. I love talking about politics. I love reading about politics. I love arguing about politics. I love disagreeing with people. I love when people can change my mind, which rarely happens. But when you can do it, you get a high five from me. Our election cycles are way, way, way too long. We're talking about 2028 uh, because we are so overwhelmed with the mundacity of Knowing the outcome in November, we know what our summer is going to look like. We know election night is going to be insane. Inauguration day is going to be crazy. The fact that we already know that, it it leads to this level of boredom. So we have to start talking about 2028 now because then people are going to be dead. We will have no choice but to hopefully shift our politics in the correct direction. And by correct, I mean one that aims unapologetically for freedom. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.